Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 1st of November, the 305th day of 2021, with just 60 days left to us until 2022. Today is All Saints Day, a day in the Christian church commemorating all saints of the church, both known and unknown, who have attained heaven. During his reign, Pope Gregory III, in the 8th century, dedicated a chapel in St. Peter's in Rome on November 1st in honor of all saints. In the following century, Pope Gregory IV, in 835, made All Saints Day compulsory throughout the Frankish kingdom. My mother was born on All Saints Day in Frankfurt, Germany, and would have been 94 today, had she not been done in by COVID this past January. All Saints Day is also known as All Hallows Day, so that the evening before became a holy or hallowed eve, or All Hallows Eve, and thus Halloween. Yet we should also remember the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain and its contributions to the origin of Halloween believed to be the evening before the beginning of the new year on November 1st, considered the beginning of the winter period, that date when heads herds were returned from pasture and land tenures were renewed. Today in Maine, 74 years ago, the Great Bar Harbor Fire was believed to be finally under control after its beginning nearly two weeks before. Originally, much of Mount Desert Island, including a Acadia National Park was a boreal forest of predominantly spruce, fir, pine, and hemlock, but the 1947 fire burned a considerable amount of those species, depositing their nutrients into the soil, where sun-loving species such as aspen, birch, oak, and maple began to take hold, changing the composition of the forest significantly, and certainly increasing the variety of colors in autumn. And speaking of colors, today in 1512, the Sistine Chapel ceiling, painted by Michelangelo, was shown for the first time to the public. Today in 1611, Shakespeare's play The Tempest was performed for the first time at Whitehall Palace in London. Today in 1848, in Boston, Massachusetts, the first medical school for women, the Boston Female Medical School, opened and would later merge with Boston University School of Medicine. Today in 1870, the United States Weather Bureau, later renamed the National Weather Service, made its first official meteorological forecast. And the next clear night, look to the northeast for the easy-to-locate constellation Cassiopeia the Queen, with its distinctive M or W shape, and drop slightly to find the constellation Perseus the Hero, with its bright stars Mirfak and Algol. Perseus, we might remember, beheaded Medusa, the witch who had snakes for hair. We begin now our annual run for about a month and a half of steadily decreasing light and increasing darkness, leading us to that pivotal day on the winter solstice when our days again begin to brighten. For the moment, though, we have yet a semblance of John Keats's ode to autumn, the season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, close bosom friend of the maturing sun, 
we are ever aware of the value of additional clothing, of readily available heat, of this daily prelude to an extended stay at the lower realms of the thermometer, soon to become a commonplace. We also suspect that more days indoors will engender the sorts of conditions favorable to the plague we call covid since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, we here in the United States continue to lead the way in being most hospitable to the virus, having now logged at least 46 million confirmed cases, though India continues to close in on that figure, currently having 35 million cases. In third place globally, Brazil is at 22 million cases. Fourth, fifth, and sixth places, respectively, go to the UK with 9 million cases, Russia with 8.3 million cases, and Turkey with 8 million cases. Total world confirmed cases are at 246 million and counting. Meanwhile, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are at 744,000, up at least 10,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, 7 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. These would include, I guess, the booster shots my girlfriend and I received lately. Today, in 1957, in Klein, Texas, Lyle Lovett was born to an Exxon executive and his wife, who came from an old Texas family, who had founded the small farming town of Klein near Houston. Lyle was an only child who was shy but had an ordinary middle-class upbringing. In retrospect, Lyle speculated that if any of his classmates were asked about him, they would most likely answer, Who? He figured he had been pretty forgettable and thought that might have been a blessing. With parents who were fans of Nat King Cole and Ray Charles, Lyle learned to love music, initially favoring Hank Williams, The Eagles, and Willie Nelson. By the ninth grade, Lyle was playing guitar and forming a band with some friends who were also in the future Farmers of America. He discovered he liked singing and composing. At Texas A&M, he pursued a journalism degree and later a graduate degree in German and played his own compositions in coffee houses. While studying in Germany, he met a European country-western music promoter who had named himself Buffalo Wayne after his two favorite American cowboys, Buffalo Bill and John Wayne. Buffalo Wayne persuaded Lyle to perform at a country-western festival in Luxembourg, where Lyle was having a tough time, but some musicians from Phoenix, calling themselves J. David Sloan and the Rogues, took pity on him, learned some of his songs, and says Lyle, that worked out really well. We hit it off good. Good enough that Lyle would soon enlist his new friends in a new band of his own, calling it His Large Band, gaining an MCA contract and recording a series of hit albums. But Lyle never liked cows, having been picked, kicked by one as a child, and he doesn't wear Western headgear either, saying, it's hard to get a cowboy hat over my hair. Today is also the birthday in 1871 of American novelist Stephen Crane, in 1935 of South African golfer Gary Player, in 1940 of American singer Barry Sadler, in 
1942 of American magazine publisher Larry Flint, and in 1964 of American singer Sophie B. Hawkins. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the seventh official week of autumn.